But I believe the Lord's got the right man at the control, and uh, everything will be done right that should be done. Uh, praise God. Uh, there's a lot of questions about things going on today, but the Lord has the answers to everything. And He will He will help this country do what's right. I believe that. Amen. So God's will be done in every in everything. Uh, I pray for a president. I pray for Congress. I pray for those that's in authority. That God will give them the wisdom and the strength to know what to do and to, and to do what's right. Uh, for this country and for everyone. Uh, God's will be done. Amen? Uh, we, see, we see things happening all the time on the news. The shooting in uh, Pennsylvania, the synagogue. A terrible, horrible act, crime. Uh, why in the world anybody would just walk into a place and just start shooting people, I'll never know. As far as I'm concerned, it's demonic. They're being controlled by evil spirits, and and they don't realize that. Uh, but God is still on the throne. Amen. And God blessed the families of those that had died, that were killed, and uh, sustain them and bring them to Christ. They're, they're synagogue Jewish people. Uh, I don't know if they know Christ or not, but I pray that they will. Amen. And. Uh, the Lord comfort them and give them peace in this time of trouble. Amen. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Samuel. I want to read a story or bring refresh your memory of the story of one of the stories of David. Uh, <clears throat> praise God. Start in first chapter sixteen. It's first Samuel chapter sixteen. I'll just read. Starting with verse 15, or verse 13, excuse me. First Samuel chapter 16, verse 13. Thirteen. Thirteen. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> Who was that? <laughs> was it you? Yes. Yeah, yeah, well, the older we get. <laughs> They're right. Thirteen. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him, this is anointed David, in the midst of his brethren. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and he went on back to Ramah. Let me just stop there for a minute. That the Lord brought that to my attention 
that as Samuel was anointing David, as David was being anointed, he was so in the presence of his brothers. Just as Joseph, whom God called and anointed uh, and raised him up to the position that he had in the land of Egypt. When he was a young boy, God gave him those dreams. How that the stars bowed down to him. And the sheaves of wheat bowed down to his. God was affirming or confirming his call upon Joseph in the midst of his brothers. When Jesus came, God anointed him in the midst of his own people. So that everyone who saw Jesus knew that he was sent from God. Yet no man can do these miracles that you do except God were with him. In every instance, when God calls, when God anoints his people, when He anoints you, it will not be behind closed doors. It won't be a secret. People are going to know. Your brothers, your sisters, your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, your, your church members, brothers, sisters of church, everyone is going to know that God has anointed you. Did you hear what I'm saying? I do not believe that God ever once called or anointed anyone uh, any other way. People will know. They're, they're looking at your lives and they are beholding and they are considering and either they are rejoicing with you, or they are begrudging you. Either they are happy for you, or they're angry at you. So if your kinfolks are angry at you for what you have in the Lord, don't be surprised. Don't let that beset you. Don't let that trouble you. When Joseph was called of God, his brothers were jealous of him and were angry with him and mistreated him and treated him as a stranger. They would not, uh, they would not embrace him as a loving brother, but began to reject him and mock him and and push him out of their lives to the point where they wanted to get rid of him 
out of their sight, out of their family, out of their... They didn't even want to look at him anymore. We have to get rid of this boy. And you know what happened? When they took him down and sold him in, as a slave, sold him into the slave traders and brought him down to Egypt. But it was all in the plan of God, you see. So what happened to Joseph? God was with him. The same with David. God anointed David and his brothers beholding what had happened. I want you to understand this. David was the least. He was just uh, tending the sheep for his father. And his older brethren, surely God would look upon these as a choice subject, as choice for being called and anointed of the Lord. Because they were older, wiser, bigger, stronger, more handsome, more able. They were more experienced in life. But here's this lad, this young boy, whom God had called. But his brothers, evidently, as we read further on in the Scriptures, must not have gotten along too well with David. They sort of mocked him when he came to visit them uh, when they went to war with the Philistines. And he brought bread and drink down to, their, down to his brothers as his father had told him to do. And when he got there, Goliath appeared and David stood and watched and asked what was going on and his brother said, what are you doing here? Instead of being glad to see him, knowing full well that Samuel had poured the horn of oil upon his head. Knowing full well that God had called David above his brothers, the least God had chosen him. This didn't sit well with his older brothers. Sometimes there will be those that you don't sit well with. What God is doing in your life, what God has called you to do, may not sit well with others around you. Especially those in your own family. But David, by the wisdom of God, by the Spirit of the Lord, would not allow what his brothers had to say to him, discourage him in any way, or bring him into despair, or to think less of himself. A lot of times Satan will use people to try to make you think less than what God has said you are. If you are called and anointed of God, amen? amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Then God has qualified you. Yes. Others may not think you're qualified, but God has qualified you yes. to do the job He's called you to do. Amen. 
So don't be in despair. Don't let what others say beset you or make you think less than what God has made you to be. Amen. Amen. Do not be discouraged. Don't let the enemy discourage you from knowing that you are called of God. You don't have to be haughty about it. You don't have to be arrogant in your ways. But you can be wise. Jesus said, be wise as serpents, harmless as doves. David was that way. When his brethren said, what are you doing here? You come down just to see the battle. Why don't you go back home to the sheep? Who's keeping the sheep while you're down here anyway? You don't have any business being down here. This is a man's place and a man's world and a man's war and there ain't no room for little boys. <laughs> David just let that go over his head like water on a duck's back. Amen? Why? Because where his heart is, Where his heart and his mind really is. It's not on himself. It's not on his brothers. It's not on anything but who does this guy think he is? Who does he dare think he is to say such things to the people of God? What words, what such words coming out of the mouth of a young man? When all these great men of valor and war are standing around in their armors, hiding in the ranks among the troops, afraid to speak out, afraid to make a step forward against this man, Goliath, and yet David is walking around, parading around everybody's head. Who does this guy think he is? (laughs) Brother, when God calls you and anoints you, look out, devil, because God has sent somebody to face you. Why do you think God anointed David? He anointed him to face the enemy. It emboldened David in such a way that he was not afraid. He knew that he was God's anointed and he was not afraid to face the enemy. When God anoints you and you know that you're called of God, suddenly you're going to realize, hey, hallelujah. But you know what? David, now remember this. David was, was not a stranger to meeting with overwhelming odds. Before Samuel ever came to anoint him, David was taking care of the sheep and a bear came out one day and he killed him. Would you like to face a bear? Anytime we see a bear, we want to run and run the other way. The best thing that they say to do is stand still and don't move. Back up real slow. How many's heard? How many's heard Randy Dotson? It was had died here a little while back. He gave his bear story. That's the funniest thing. Maybe someday we'll, I'll tell you about that. Tell you the story about uh, him meeting that bear. That's really funny. But David didn't back down. 
Another time a lion came up to take one of the sheep. And he took that lion by his beard. It was a, it was a male lion. One female, it was a male because he took him by his beard. He took him by his beard and slew that lion. Now that's quite a lad. That doesn't sound like no boy to me. That, that sounds like a, a fearless warrior. But I do believe that in, that in David's heart was something there that feared God. Something in David's heart and mind knew that he is a child of Jehovah. He's chosen of God. He's among the chosen people of God. Because when he spoke about Goliath speaking to the people, what did he say? He said, who are you to defy what, God? No. He didn't say, who is this guy who defies God? He says, who's this man who defies the armies of the living God? So David realizes he's part of the armies and the people of God. And who, who in this world dare to defy the people of God? So David knew, I believe his whole life, from the time he was old enough to know anything, he realized that he was a person, a chosen person of God because he belonged to Israel. But now God has something else for him to do. God has something else for the man to do. Amen. Saul, as I have brought out to you before, I'm going to refresh your memory. King Saul was a great man, but he was the people's choice. He was the people's choice. He was a man after the people's heart. But David was a man after God's own heart. David was God's choice. You hear me? Now the Lord did the Lord said, okay, go ahead and anoint Saul, but he says, This is who you want. I'll go ahead and let him be king. And he sent Samuel down there to anoint him, and God anointed Saul king of Israel. But when the time came for Saul to prove himself, he showed God that he was not the man that he should be. Because when God says, go in and kill everything in the city, including the animals, He saved the animals, and that displeased the Lord. And so God took the kingdom away from Saul. He said, I'm going to give it to a neighbor of yours. Someone who's after my own heart. So Saul was a man of the people's heart. They wanted him to be their king. And God says, I don't want you to have a king. I'm your king. But they said, we want a king like all the other nations of the earth have uh, to go before us and to lead us into, into battle. A man we can be proud of that we can point to and say, that's my king and we're proud of him and we want Saul because he's taller than the rest of us. He's broad shouldered. He's handsome. And he's, uh, you know, he just looks real kingly. He looks real kingly. 
So Saul became the people's choice after their heart. A man after their own heart. Do you follow me? And God says, okay, Samuel, go down and anoint him. Anoint him king. But when, when Saul proves himself to be disobedient, to be a man who didn't really follow after God and follow the will of God, but his own way and his own will. And he made his own choices rather than following what God said to do. He made his own choice. His heart went the other way from God. But David, all of his lifetime, was a man, I believe, who followed after God, who sought God. The Psalms 23, they say, must have been written by David when he was very young as a shepherd in the fields. Very early on in life, David realized, the Lord is my shepherd. Very early on in life, David realized, I shall not want. He's with me. He walks with me. And he fills my cup to overflowing. Praise God. He is my shepherd. And I'm never going to be alone. If I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's always with me. David knew these things. And God says, that's a man after my heart. This is my choice. Hallelujah. So, David knew, hallelujah, that God was with him. And when Samuel anointed him with oil, the Bible doesn't give us any indication whatsoever how David felt about that. What he said. It didn't say that David danced a jig after he got anointed with oil. Now, we Pentecostals might think that's what he might have done. He went around dancing and dancing a jig after he got anointed with oil. But it didn't say he did that. I believe David didn't really realize what was going on here. But he accepted it. And he trusted God. Hallelujah. Brother, when God does something in your life, he may not understand everything, but just trust God. And when the time comes and you face the enemy, you may, you may begin to understand why it is that God has done for you what he's done in your life. Hallelujah. He strengthened you for a purpose. He called you for a purpose. And now God begins to show Israel. He begins to show Israel this anointed one that he's called. In the, in the presence of all of Israel, David stands up and he says, Who is this man? I'll go fight him myself. Glory. Yes. Yes. Hallelujah. The anointing of God emboldened you in the presence of your brethren. Sometimes in church or in, where we're at, we're always waiting on some the other guy to do it. We're always waiting on somebody else to make the move. Amen. Well, you're anointed. You got the spirit. You're the preacher. Boy, I get that a lot. Well, you're the pastor. Everybody's waiting on the pastor. Everybody's waiting on the preacher. Or everybody's waiting on the guy that's more spiritual in church. Or the one that speaks in tongues more than anybody else. Or somebody that shouts more than somebody. Let me ask you this. Are you called of God? (laughs) Do you have the Spirit of God in your life? Is the anointing of God in your life? Hallelujah. Then when God gets ready to move, it's time to move. Amen. Amen. 
It's like the old song we used to sing in the old church, you know, when God gets ready, you got to move. Yeah. Have you ever heard that song? When the Lord gets ready, you got to move. You got to move. You got to move. You got to move. Amen. When the Lord gets ready, you got to move. And you will move when you're, hallelujah, when your heart is, is, is on Him. Amen. If you're worried about the thing, people around you and your brother, what people are thinking about you, you may sit there, uh, you know, paralyzed like everybody else. Do you want to be paralyzed, petrified, and paralyzed? Or do you just praise God? You just want to get in life and go for the gusto and just do whatever you feel like's in your heart for God that He wants you to do. Yes. Amen. You want to grow in the Lord? Amen. You want to do it, you fulfill your calling? Yes. And it's time to get up from being afraid. Paul told Timothy, he said, son, he says, uh, Every time I think about you, I, I remember you in my prayers. And I pray for you. And when I remember you, I remember you with tears. As I remember your mother and your grandmother, who were both in the faith. And I know that you are also. And he said, I, I came and I found you. And by the grace of God, I laid my hands on you. And imparted unto you the gift of God. God has called you, Timothy, O son, Timothy, into the ministry. God has called you into the ministry. You're young and inexperienced. You haven't been out into the world like I have. You haven't faced the enemy on every hand like I have. You haven't been imprisoned and beaten and scorned and mocked and persecuted as I have. But I want you to join in with me. I want you to be partakers of this ministry and fulfill the calling that God has called you to. And don't be afraid. God has not given us the spirit of fear. Amen. But of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Hallelujah. Get up, get up, Timothy, and go out and fulfill what God has called you to do. And don't be afraid. Amen. Timothy was sort of timid. Timid Timothy. He was more or less sort of afraid to venture forth because of the world in which he lived and of that which surrounded him on a daily basis. He was somewhat afraid to face the world and stand up boldly and proclaim to his generation, to his people, the gospel of Jesus Christ for fear of persecution, for fear of being mocked, for fear of being rejected. But Paul said, Timothy, stir up the gift of God that is in you. Stir it up. Praise God. And don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated by your enemies. But stand up 
open your mouth and God will fill it. Praise God. Paul did everything he could to encourage his son Timothy in the faith. He did everything he could to encourage him and pray for him and to back him up and to push him out there. Praise God. And I believe Timothy believed what Paul said and he probably became one of the best preachers that you ever heard in your life, Brother Timothy, because he learned how not to allow the devil to intimidate him, but knowing full well that he was called of God. When you know that you're called of God. And we say, well, I ain't called to preach. I don't make any difference. Quit using that as a lame excuse. Of course you may not be a preacher. So what? You might be glad that you're not. <laughs> but whatever it is your calling is. Hallelujah. Amen. Let that calling of God in your life... Get take root in you. Hallelujah. And let it fill your life and satisfy you and move you in life. Let it motivate you. Let it, let it be a foundation upon which you rest. Hallelujah. And don't be afraid for the Lord. Be a great witness for God. Praise God. If you don't know what to do with God's call, go out here and talk to somebody about the Lord. Exercise your gift. Exercise your, your testimony for the Lord and let somebody know about Jesus in your life. I remember when we was young kids in school, at church, we, you know, uh, as, we, as we was coming in and learning about the Lord, uh, we, we was kind of timid and afraid to get up and do and say anything, you know. And, and the, the pastor was always encouraging us, go ahead and stand up. Just stand up and say a word. It don't matter. Come on, just get up and say something for the Lord. And I remember lots of times the young kids would stand up and say, I love Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Jesus loves me. <laughs> but after a while it was, Jesus loved me, this I know. <laughs> And then after a while it was, Jesus loved me this I know, for the Bible tells me so. <laughs> and after a while, it became, they became so, praise God, used to doing that, that my God, after a while you couldn't get them to sit down. <laughs> praise God. And being bowling, emboldened in the Lord. And don't be afraid. Don't fear. Hallelujah. Amen. Everybody's there for you. Now to David, it didn't matter whether it was for him or not. And that's the way you're going to feel after a while. It doesn't really matter what the people think of you. Praise God, you're doing it for the Lord, not just, just for people. You're doing it for Him. Amen. And you're letting everybody know what God's doing in you. <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good thing to let others know what God is doing in your life. Amen. Don't hold it back. Don't hold it in. Let somebody know about it. Amen. 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 That's the kind of that's the kind of fellow the Lord's looking for. Amen. Praise God. Be free. Yes. Be free hearted. Don't be all bound up in yourself. Be free. Praise God. Live your life. Amen. Amen. And trust God. Amen. And look to God. And, 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 and depend upon Him for, for everything in your life. Amen. Praise God. And God will enrich you. The Bible said He enriches us in all wisdom and understanding and all utterance. 
He enriches us in utterance. Isn't that what he said? Paul said, he enriches us with all utterance. Hallelujah. Well, I'm afraid. I don't know what to say. Don't worry about it. God's going to enrich you with all utterance. He will give you words to say. He will embolden you. He will fill your heart. He will fill your mind. He will fill everything about you. Praise God. And you'll have something to say to somebody. Amen. Hallelujah. If you start off slow, that's okay. We all started off that way. Amen. Used to embarrass me to death standing in front of people. I turned red as a, you know, red as a beet. But after a while, you know, I mean, look at me now. You can't shut me up. I mean, you know. Oh. Oh. Well, now, if I had 500 people here, I don't know. I might, <laughs> I might go hide in the closet somewhere. Because I'm always used to preaching to small crowds. But that's okay. I remember one time I went to a church, pretty good sized crowd, pretty big church, somewhere in Pine Bluff. I got up there and boy, it just come over me and it didn't, it, praise God. Right. It come out of me like a. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter, praise God. What matters is, is you know who you are. Know who you are. Amen. And that doesn't make you any better than anybody. You just know who you are and what you are and what you believe and what you stand for. Amen. And sometimes if you think about it real hard, it is a responsibility to speak to other people, especially the pastor, an evangelist or preacher of any kind, to be able to speak the word of God and to tell others what God is saying and have that responsibility. That's an awesome responsibility. But when we, when we trust God, when we're leaning upon Him to give us guidance and wisdom and the, and the power and the Spirit to do that, we don't have to be concerned or worried about what other people think. We don't have to be intimidated by what we think of ourselves. Amen? I mean, if it was, if it was all up to me as to what I have in myself to speak, I'd never do it. Because I really don't have the ability to do that. But God does. Lord, you give me the wisdom. You give me the knowledge. Let me speak your words. And most of all, give me your spirit. If I can stand up in your spirit, hallelujah, then the devil's whooped. Amen. (laughs) And that devil's whooped. He ain't got no chance. When the spirit of the Lord is there, that devil ain't got no chance. Amen. David knew that when he met Goliath. He knew that. Brother, you ain't got a chance in hell. Amen. He said, well, that was Brother Bob. Well, that's true. He ain't got a snowball's chance there, does he? When the Spirit of the Lord is there, he don't have a chance. All these men standing around in their armors and all with their swords and their spears and their helmets and their shields and ball. I mean, they're ready for battle. How come they're not fighting? <laughs> they're all standing over there like, like uh, you know, ten soldiers. Here's little old David. Dressed in, dressed in shepherd's clothes. He's got a bag maybe around his shoulder. Shepherd's bag. What's going on around here? <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, later on, 
the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. An evil spirit from God troubled him. Saul was oppressed of the devil. He was oppressed. He couldn't get any rest or sleep. His mind was troubled. He longed just to have a good night's rest. He couldn't get it. He was miserable. He was wretched. He was forsaken. One of his servants said, call for one of your servants who plays well on a harp and let him come in and play and sing. And it'll soothe your troubled mind. So they sent for David. He said, I know, man. Now this must have evidently been some years later. Some years later. And the boy came in. He asked him who he was. He'd already met him once, but he didn't know who he was. Saul's servant said, I know a man. He called him a man. He's a man of valor. A warrior. And he's very wise. And the Lord is with him. He's very wise. Very, uh, he's very, you know, very strong in spirit. The Lord's with him. He called him in. Who are you? Well, I'm the son of Jesse. So he played the harp. And he sung his song before Saul. And the evil spirit left him. And Saul was was at peace. The sweet singer of Israel playing upon his harp and singing brought peace of mind and peace in his soul. So he called his father, Jesse, and he said, I want this, I want your son with me all the time. I want him to stay here and live in the king's palace. So David stayed. And the brother or the son of, of Saul, Jonathan, became like a brother to David. And they were knit together. Their souls were knit together. They came very close. And David became a great man of war. He would go in and out with the armies fighting against their enemies, coming in and going out and coming in. After a while, the people of Israel began to cheer David every time he'd come in through the gates. Saul has slain his thousands, but David has slain his ten thousands. This made Saul jealous and angry. Let me tell you something. The Spirit of the Lord 
makes all the difference. The anointing of God in your life will anger your enemies. The anointing of God in your life will stir up trouble for you. But God will bless you. And God will prosper you. And God will cause even your enemies to be at peace with you. Because you are called and anointed of God. You are chosen of God. You are favored of God. Brother, when you are favored of God, hallelujah, you're going to march in and everybody's going to know about it. And God's people are going to cheer for you. And they're going to rejoice in God for you. Just like they said of Paul, the Apostle Paul. He said, many thanks on my behalf has been given to God for His grace in my life. They saw the Apostle Paul, the great warrior, the great soldier of Christ who came in this world that God called and chose and sent to bring the gospel to the Gentile world. Hallelujah. They saw what God was doing in his life and they all gave thanksgiving to God for the Apostle Paul. Giving glory to God for what he was doing in his life. When God calls you, others will rejoice in the Lord. When they see God doing something great in your life. Jesus said, don't let your light be hid. But let your light shine before men. That they what? May see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Hallelujah. God is glorified in His anointed. God is glorified in those whom He has called. You want to glorify God? Praise God. You want to know that God is glorified? Then know that you are called of God. And God is always continually encouraging you to move up and move on. Move up and move on. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be timid. You don't have to be, praise God. You don't have to hold back anything. Let it go. Praise God. Let what I have given you, let it go. And let God. Let go and let God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes we get so discouraged as a Christian in our Christian walk. And you know what the problem is? A lot of times we're not letting go and letting God. Verse 22 of chapter 16. David came to Saul and stood before him. David came to Saul and he stood before him. And he loved him greatly. He became his armor bearer. Now, isn't it strange? The greatest enemy that David had loved him greatly. 
The very man who sought to kill him. David stands before him now. Greatly loved. What was it that Saul was loving? I believe Saul. Saul, something in David that he treasured and valued. That he longed for himself. That he could sense in David a spirit, a loveliness, such beauty, such desire. Oh, I desire. I wish I could be like David. Hallelujah. When God shines out of you, there's going to be those that look at you and say, Oh, how I wish I could be like that. How I wish I could have what you have. Your sense of assurance. Your sense of you're so sure of yourself. You're so fearless and so wise and so likable and so lovable. Amen. It wasn't David, it was the Spirit of the Lord. God can take your personality and use it. Whatever kind of crazy personality you are. But there's something that outshines Rod's gold jacket here. There's something that shines brighter than how beautiful you may be on the outwards on the outside. There's something shining on the inside that makes you comely. Hallelujah. It makes you a person that somebody feels comfortable around. They feel peace when they're around you. They feel safety in your presence. They feel blessed when they're around you. And that's what they love. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God's favor. God's favor is such Hallelujah. God's favor is such. But no sooner than Saul, after loving David so greatly, he begins to hunt him down. Because he can't have, he can't have what David has. He can't be what David is. As much as, he would, as much as he would love it, as much as he loved David for what he was, he can't be that. 
what a weeping, what a wailing. As the lost were told of their fate, they cried for the rocks and the mountains. They prayed, but their prayers were too late. Oh God, play on my strings and let me sing the songs of Zion. Oh God, let me feel the brush of your wind upon my soul. Let me feel the touch of your hand Put your arms around my shoulders. Take me by my hand, oh God, and lead me. Let me know that I'm never alone. Let me know that you're always with me. God who made the heavens and the earth, how great you are. David in the psalm said, Oh Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Who has set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength that thou mightest put to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider the works of thy hands, the moon and the stars that you have ordained. What is man that you are mindful of him? Or the son of man that you visit him? Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, but has crowned him with glory. Thou hast put all things under His feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, the beasts of the field, the fowls of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passes through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord. David always included himself among God's people. Oh, Lord, he's my Lord, but he's our Lord. Glory to God. When I come to church, I want you to know that he is my Jesus and he's your Jesus. We know I'm not just worshiping him by myself. I'm glad to know that I'm worshiping my God with your God. Jesus told his disciples, he said, you go back and tell Peter. He told Mary and them, you go back and tell Peter and James that I go to your God and my God. To my Father and your Father. Behold, Jesus says in the book of Hebrews, behold, I am the children which God has given to me. I will praise thy name in the midst of the congregation will I sing praise unto thee. 
David said, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. He realizes as, a, as, a, as an anointed person of God, as a chosen man of God, he realizes that he is among those whom God has called. He's not alone. And that's exactly how it works. Whom God has called exhorts everybody to praise God. If you're called of God, you want everybody to worship God. If you're called of God, you want to see everyone come to God. If you love God, you want others to love God. If you have something in your soul that God put there, you want everybody else to have what you got. Come on now and let's praise the Lord. Come on now and let's worship God. David said, come on now. Everybody that plays on an instrument, get up here and play with me. I play on my harp, you play on your fiddle. I play on my harp, you play on the drums. I play on the harp, you play on the piano. I play on the harp, you play on the guitar. Whatever it is we play. Hallelujah. Let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Praise Him with the sound of the cymbals. Huh? Praise Him with the sound of the cymbals. Hallelujah. Praise Him with the trumpet. Praise Him with the harp. Praise Him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise Him with the drums. Praise Him upon the high sounding cymbal. Praise God. Praise Him with the organ. Praise Him with your voice. Praise Him with your lips. Praise Him with everything you have in you. When David came to slay the giant, he, wouldn't, he just didn't come there and say, well, I'm just going to show them. I'm going to show you how it's done. What did he do? God used him to embolden the whole army. God used David by slaying Goliath to cause everybody to get up and say, Man, if that little boy can do it, we can do it. Let's go. Hallelujah. The Bible says the whole army of Israel chased the Philistines all the way down to some other country somewhere until they got rid of every one of them. They killed them all. Now they weren't afraid because they saw the anointing and the Spirit of God move David in such a way. Hallelujah. Why do you think God called you? To be bold. For you to be bold? Yes. But to also cause the whole congregation See, when you, when you come to church and you worship God and you say, praise the Lord. <laughs> well, pretty soon you hear somebody else saying it. That's right. Why? Because they heard you say it. Amen. Why now, Brother Bob, I think the reason why they did that. How do you know? <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you how you, I tell you how you can find out. Just be real quiet. See if anybody else says it. Hallelujah. Oh God. 
your spirit that you have placed upon men in me. Let it ever abide in me. So that whether or not I come into the congregation, whether or not they worship you, I will worship you. And I know just as sure as I'm living that when I begin to worship you, your spirit will flow like a river. Even out of me. Even little old me. Even nobody me. I'm nothing but a shepherd boy. I'm nothing. But God has called even me. I ain't nobody, Brother Bob. I'm just a layman. I ain't nobody in the church. I just go here. I'm, I, I ain't nothing. What well, God even called even little old you. Little old quiet you. Little old nobody you. For what? For His glory. To build His body, His church. To encourage His people. God loves His people. And He's going he's to use you to encourage His people. He's going to use you to build up His people. And He's going to use you, praise God, to call somebody to get up and say, that's what I want to do all the time. Praise God, now I'm going to do it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on in and sit down. So God is going to use you. He's going to use me. And I'd rather be David than Saul. I may not be your choice, but I'm God's choice. I may not be the tall, broad-shouldered, handsome man around, but God loves me anyhow. You may be the poorest in the bunch. But God called you. That's right. You may have the least of all, but God called you. Amen. And what God gives you is worth more than... Hallelujah. It's worth more than gold. Amen. The position He places you in, the place He puts you, is where He wants you. And you don't have to be afraid. After all, you're just a man like anybody, or a woman. You're just a person like anybody. And you may fail. You may slip and fall. But don't let that stop you. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what we're going to come into or fall into or run into in our lives. But we cannot let that worry us or stop us or hinder us or hold us back. Go forward in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And if you do fall, He'll pick you up. He picked up David, didn't He? He picked him up. Because He was with him. He called him. His anointed. David wouldn't even lay a finger on Saul even after the Lord's Spirit departed from him. David said, I will not touch the Lord's anointed. I won't lay a finger on him. He had the opportunity to kill him. Easily, he snuck in. He snuck in when he was asleep, remember? Snuck in. And he could have taken his life very easily. But he said, I will not do it. 
He belongs to God and God will take care of him. Hallelujah. The Spirit of the Lord is in charge here. Glory. God is in charge here. Not David, not Saul, not anybody. God is in charge. Amen. So quit trying to put yourself in charge. If you're bought with a price, you belong to Jesus who paid for you with His own blood. You do not belong to yourself. You are not your own. Amen? So realize that first off. And then know, praise God, that your life was bought and paid for for a reason. For His reason. Amen? Stand with me, everybody. I ain't never going to forget that, buddy. <laughs> I used to have a gold jacket. Once. You know. The Lord's going to deck you out with gold. He decked David with gold, silver, precious things. He blessed him abundantly. And of all that David had and of all that God blessed him with, he said, Lord, I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God. Hallelujah. I'll be whatever God wants me to be. But first and foremost, I am His sheep. I am His little lamb. And I want to know that He cradles me in His arms and puts me on His shoulders and carries me. Where do you want to be? That's where I want to be. Resting on His shoulder. Father, thank You for the calling. Thank You for the anointing. Thank You for Your mighty Spirit. Do with us what you will. And let us never be afraid. Give us a mouth to speak. A heart to speak. Keep us forever focused. Keep us forever close to you. Let us abide in you. Let the words of our mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in my sight. O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Raise your hands and give glory to God. Hallelujah. There's a sweet, sweet spirit here right now. There's a sweet anointing. If you don't feel it, I think you feel it. It's here. Praise God. It's the same anointing that came upon David's head. Hallelujah. The same anointing that came upon Jesus at the baptism. It's the same anointing that came upon them at the day of Pentecost. It's the same Spirit of God. Hallelujah. 
And He rests with us. He will never leave us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank You, Father. Thank You, Lord, that I'm favored. Thank You, Lord, that I'm called. Thank You, Lord, that I'm chosen. Thank You, Lord, that You know me. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. God bless you.